Hey guys, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. Hey. <laughs> We're the token queers from Blumhouse here in your parents' basement to eat chips, make out, and dig through your old box of VHSs and see just how queer some of your favorite scary movies truly are. That's right. Don't be nervous. <laughs> We've done this before. <sighs> how are you guys doing? Doing okay. I'm yeah. Good. All right. Uh, so, guys, <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. Each week, we'll pick a chestnut from the horror canon to discuss and decide once and for all where that movie lives on the Kinsey scale. We'll check out everything from splatter to supernatural, and we will honor the worthy and drag the rest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the coming weeks, we'll have guests joining us to discuss their queer cinematic obsessions in depth. But for now, you know, you guys should probably just get to know us a little bit. So who the hell are you people? <laughs> Nay, you first. Yeah, well, nay. Currently, my face hurts from smiling at you, too. Aww. I know. So yeah. Happy um, belated birthday. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Thank you. Nay. I'll be taking those for the rest of the month, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so you can say it again. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Um, I'm Nay. I was hoping someone else would go first so that I could see what y'all told about yourselves, and then I could just mimic it. But since that's not happening, <laughs> I can I can shoot from the hip right now if you'd like. Shoot Michael, it. take it. You want me to shoot? I love take it away. Shots from the Do hip. we need to reveal? I mean, people know our last names, right? Like, I guess so. Okay, I'm Michael Thomas Genevieve Kennedy. <laughs> Genevieve is not real. It's Michael Thomas Kennedy. Um, well, me, I'm from Cleveland. I've lived in LA a decade. I'm a screenwriter. Um, grew up uh, professionally in the Seth MacFarlane camp, working on. <clears throat> in production on Family Guy and American Dad when I first was out here, and then I went over and started writing on his show, Border Town. That was a worldwide sensation for like a week and a half. We lasted one season, if you're not familiar with the show. Um, it's a really in depth Isn't bio. it? Yeah. <laughs> I was not prepared then, for that. I was like, uh, like, see, this is why I didn't go first. Yes. Okay. I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying. Uh, <laughs> You know, and now I just, you know, I love horror. That's why uh, I was really excited when I was asked to be a part of this. And uh, I write it. I live it. I love it. The end. Fabulous. Thank you. Cute. (laughs) Nay, take it away. Okay, well, I'm Nay. I've been in L.A. for almost eight years, originally from the Midwest. I'm an artist. I do abstract paintings. It's very good. Uh Oh, thanks, y'all. Where can they find your paintings on Instagram? You can find them on Instagram at Gaudy Los Angeles. That's G-A-U-D-Y Los Angeles. Okay. Um, Love it. (laughs) And I have always loved horror movies a lot. And I think in the beginning it was because I wasn't supposed to be watching them. And so I felt like, you know, a little bad bitch. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. I watched that. Yes, I did. And I think as an adult, I just really like scary situations that I can hit a stop button on. Oh, yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. So really quick, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Well, not ask you a question, but bring something up because there's something really interesting about you that you didn't bring, you didn't bring up to the world. (laughs) What is that? And as a queer podcast, as well as horror, you are active in philanthropic, I want to say. Yeah, you're an activist. Um, I, I consider yeah. that activism. Yeah. Um, and you've worked for the Youth Center and the Trevor Project and stuff. Yes. So it would be cool if you mentioned that a little bit. Uh, yeah. I think our audience would love to hear about that. <laughs> well, yeah. um, when I landed here in L.A., I you know, didn't know exactly what I was getting into, but an opportunity came up to work with homeless queer youth, and I jumped on it, and it definitely changed my life. And I think that... Young queer people are just like a national treasure, and we need to be protecting them a lot more than we are. Um, So for years, I worked with directly with homeless queer youth, um, both as a case manager and then in education doing like GED prep and college prep. And then I moved over to the Trevor Project for a couple years, um, working in crisis intervention and suicide prevention. And so... I would say that that's where my heart is Mm. um, because that is who I was and who I guess I will always be Mm -hmm. even as my age increases. And so, um, yeah, thanks for thinking that's interesting. It is. It's just (laughs) right now at these times, it's just people need to know other people are doing that because I think when people want to do it, they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I do stuff here and there on my free time and the amount of people who are just like, I'm so glad you emailed me about this or shot me a text because I never would have 
thought to do this or Mm -hmm. whether it's collecting clothes or going and shopping vegetables at the LA kitchen, which I've done a couple times, which is super fun. Um, So yeah, I think it's important to bring up just because a lot of people feel helpless. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest reason is because they don't know where to start. Absolutely. That makes sense. Um, And I would like folks to know that there are like many ways that you can help out homeless youth, especially here in Los Angeles, especially here in Los Angeles. And so if you'd like to know more about that, I'm down to talk about that anytime. Same. I like to do stuff for the youth center. Maybe at the end of the pod, we could discuss and give some contact info for some of the the ways people can get involved. Sure. Uh, and last but definitely least after all of that, <laughs> uh, my name is Mark Fortin. I'm a writer and filmmaker, and I, with my uh, partner Josh Miller, I wrote, uh, co-wrote uh, Dawn, a short film directed by Rose McGowan, and a movie that came out in 2015 called The Final Girls. Yay! Love it, love it, love it. Ah, stop. Yes, I do. Uh, all right. Well, I guess. That's it? That's it. I mean, what else am I going to talk about? Yeah, Mark's you going to bring up something and be like, there we go. I'm yeah. French Canadian. Yeah, yeah, that's like definitely the most interesting thing about it. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, before we talk about our subject today, uh, we wanted to go around and discuss some of the things we've been uh, watching or reading, what have you. Does anyone want to start? Pose. 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 Yeah. Still haven't started it yet. I'm going to. I just really love a binge. You know, at this point, wait two weeks because it's going to be over. The yeah. season's over in two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And then you can watch them in one day. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. will. Oh, I know. It's it. so good. Yeah. Um, India Moore for life. Mm. But she's fantastic. Mm. It's so good. Yeah. Um, uh, did you see the singing episode, by the way? Sure did. I was like completely blown away. Yeah, it kind of it kind of makes my head explode every episode. That I'm like, this is on television. <laughs> it's like, so it's great, mind blowing, and phenomenal, and, and it just very much proves that representation matters. Absolutely, and that show is represented in front of and behind the camera, which is important. Yep. Um, yay, pose an extremely valuable uh, addition to the TV canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a movie that's actually going to be. I will have two things to talk about. One of them is like real, and the other one's not so serious. Uh, okay, so there's this movie, and, and guys, if you can uh, dig this movie up somehow, whether it's in a theater nearby, an art house, or probably it'll be available on iTunes soon enough. Uh, there's a movie from Indonesia called Marlena, the Murderer in Four Acts. Okay. If anybody can catch this movie, I'm telling you. Seek it out. Um, it's dire- uh, as a female director, Muli Surya, which I'm probably butchering her name, so apologies if she ever actually listens to this. Uh, but it is this incredible movie about a uh, – it's a rape-revenge tale, but it's turned inside out in that th- it's not really about that act. It's entirely about sort of w- what this woman sort of goes through as a result of uh, being attacked by a man and what – the lengths she goes to to put her life back together in the most quiet, simple hmm. way that is it's so haunting and and moving and funny. It manages to be funny oh, as well. Cool. It is just a fantastic movie. Where did I, you see it? I saw it at the uh, the Monica, the Lemley Monica. Oh, okay. In Santa Monica, yeah. and uh, I do not believe it's still there, but it is. Uh, and I'm not one for rape revenge narratives at all. It is not a horror film per okay. se, um, but it plays in in the the sandbox of like horror tropes and uh, is great. And then the second thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Jenny McCarthy's "My House Is Haunted" <laughs> Facebook video. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, Jenny McCarthy posted a video to Facebook uh, where she left it running. She walks through her, I guess, you know, her her living room, and you know, there's the sound of a piano key uh-huh. hitting, and then she runs back into the room. And she's like, "Donnie, Donnie, someone's playing the piano, Donnie." Uh, yeah, and he's I watched like, the girl. <laughs> and you know what, Jenny Jenny does not realize is that it's just the sound of a, a Google Home device rebooting itself. But wow. she posted it to Facebook saying – Saying her house was haunted. Haunted. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just wanted to let our new viewers – our new viewers. Oh, my God. Mark. It's okay, Mark. I just wanted to let our new listeners <laughs> uh, know that uh, they can tune into this pod for all our uh, – all their crackpot paranormal anti-vaxxer news. Um, and that's uh, – Do you think – okay, Jenny McCarthy. What the hell is going on there? I don't know. Like, 
Seriously, what is going on there? I don't know. You know, when you first brought up Jenny McCarthy, for some reason, for like a solid minute, I was thinking of Jenna Jameson. I don't know. If you, do you know who that is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. I was like, that's not that. No. Yeah. And but she's also yeah, saying some really crazy things. So lately. did Jenny post this not knowing it was her Google thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know her positions on vaccines. <laughs> leads me to believe that perhaps probably not. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. she's like you know. She's performing an exorcism as we speak, possibly, yeah, but like <laughs> beating the hell out of her Google Home thing. Yeah, she's already she's <laughs> she sold the piano. She's like haunted piano for sale. That and Donnie's just like, girl, you yeah. handled it. No, exactly. <laughs> Nay, what have you been watching? Uh, I have been watching. Well, I watched The Children. Have you seen that movie? No, it's like Is came that? out in two thousand eight. Mm. Like the kids get everyone goes on this family like English ski vacation, and then the kids get sick, and then they kill everybody. Oh no! But Brian and I just watched a trailer <laughs> recently. Oh well, yeah. I watched it, and you know what? My favorite part of it is actually the part where the kids start to get sick because they get so fucking annoying and kid like most kids. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, wow, like it is just grating on your nerves, like because they all start screaming at once and they're like crying and uh-huh. then. You're like kind of ready for them to get killed by their parents in revenge because you're like, that was awful. So, yeah. Yeah, so it takes you on a journey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know, which is so there's like a couple like really kind of hard feelings <laughs> to deal with while you're watching it because you're like, oh, am I like rooting for this mom right. to establish? You're like kind of like, I could be into like 98th month abortion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Anyway, I've First also episode, been guys. watching. Thank you. First <laughs> I'll be here all day. Uh, I'm trying to finish up keeping with the Kardashians before my Hulu subscription expires. Oh, race against time. Yeah, <laughs> definite <laughs> race against time. Where, um, where in the saga are you? Exactly? I'm in season twelve. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. I know. How I'm many deep. are there? I think there's like fifteen now. Interesting. What kind of salad is Courtney currently? Picking it's out? the same one. I've already I've already Googled where they get these salads really? in the valley. Yes, because I'm like, where are they in always Calabasas? eating the same salad? I think, so I think so. it's in Woodland. Hills. They live in Calabasas, uh, but the salads are from Woodland Hills. But let's stop. Oh, they're there. imported. Yes, beautiful. They're imported. <laughs> um, I just really liked the bowls they eat them in. There's these big ass they're bowls. Huge yes, bowls. and I'm like, that's the size of salad I want mm. when I want a salad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, where are they getting? I the salad? love a good salad. Hell yeah, I love yeah. a big. Thick salad. I just like how Courtney like stabs it like she's mad at it. She's like fucking salad. I just love how many times they say the word like in an episode. I've it's, only seen it a handful of times and it's at least a dozen. I think the word like sponsors the show. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. Kim should make a perfume called like. Mm, well, well anything's better than like poison <laughs> lollipops that she's selling for like weight loss. I'm just like, what are you doing? Oh, they're what like you targeting doing? teenage girls yeah. with these <laughs> appetite suppressant lollipops. Yeah. Do you know what suppresses your appetite? Eating. Right. Food. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> just a thought. You know, um, that's, and that is, uh, that is definitely where we should stop. Yes. Yeah, that was like, beautiful. Wise words. So, guys, our very first movie to pick apart is the GLAAD Award winning. <laughs> 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 the Glad Award winning 2005. Uh, the HRC campaign. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful movie. <laughs> they will. Uh, French film, Alexandre Aja's High Tension. And we're going to play the trailer audio for you right now. It's lesbian intrigue music. Marie, this is my pop. Pop Marie. Nice to meet you. What was this place before? It was an old farm that my father renovated. My parents' room is on the right. You're upstairs in the guest room, okay? (laughs) Noises. Okay, well, enough. So that's enough of that. Why did she have a French accent in the front of uh, Okay, we're, we are. <laughs> I have so many thoughts, and that's just like one of my Dubbed thoughts. Dubbed into English like, with a French everyone's accent. Everyone's like, here, hi, Marie, this is my father. And she's like, hello, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> like, what, what is that? That's so bizarre. Okay, 
So uh, before we talk about fun facts about the New French Extremity <laughs> Movement and the film High Tension, some facts about that, uh, let's do our Nervous Breakdowns, uh, shall we? Uh, to uh, you new listeners, Nervous Breakdowns are when each of us uh, sort of break down the plot of the... Quickly. Oops, quickly. It's like our thesis. Exactly. Yeah. Michael, take it away. Okay. Gang, High Tension. Join me as I roll my eyes to Uranus and back while witnessing a lesbian wish she had a dick so she can pee standing up and get severed head head. Okay. Yeah. Severed Nicely head done. Head. Yeah, that's, the, what I, that's my takeaway from High Tension. Now you do want to go next? Uh, I was going to say, see a lesbian masturbate to bad music <laughs> and then watch a bunch of people get killed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Uh, mine is High Tension. We could have just made a movie about a heroic queer woman, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So for the un- uninitiated, um, you know, you can either stop the pod right now and, you know, go watch this movie or not. But, uh, you know, either way, we're going to break it down and we're going to be spoilerific. So uh, consider yourself warned. Uh, High Tension is about Marie. Uh, Marie travels to her bestie and crush Alexia's family country house for the weekend. But the fun is interrupted by the arrival of a homicidal maniac who kills the family, kidnaps Alexia, and plunges Marie in a blood-soaked cat-and-mouse fight to rescue her friend, sort of. Uh, So fun facts about... High Tension and the movement called New French Extremity that it was uh, a part of. High Tension is the best-known film from the New French Extremity movement. Uh, other films from that movement include Inside, Martyrs, Calvaire, Frontiers, Romance, and Trouble Every Day, for starters. Uh, films from the New French Extremity movement were often defined by their balance of gore with sociopolitical themes. For example, Martyrs touches on the destructive power of religious fundamentalism, Frontiers on immigration and white nationalism. Uh, but with high tension, tackling internalized homophobia, ha, huh, sort of, uh, the big debate <laughs> The big debate about high tension has always been about how some perceive it as homophobic while others view it as pro-gay. Uh, in a word, high tension is, as the French might say, problématique. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, you know, where, where, how, do we, how, are we, how do we, I mean, so, there's so much to unpack in this movie. There is a ton to unpack, and oh, it's a really God. short movie. It's, it's like 88 minutes. It's like right? 75 minutes like, long. After the first 20 minutes, it's literally just a chase scene, too. Yeah, so, like, pretty much. Yeah, but there's so much to unpack. I loved the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that the, from, from a technical standpoint, you know, the movie is pretty great. I, I mean... It, it's Yeah, it's got, like, a look to it that's really unique. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it gets lumped in, I think, unfairly to, like, the torture porn craze back in the day. And I feel like it came out in France... Before the torch porn craze really started here, right? Well, in two thousand three, yeah, because a lot of the stuff I was reading lumped it in with like the torture porn era, and um, I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it more visceral, and I thought the violence went along with either the pro gay or the homophobic aspect. I thought it played a part in that, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just violence for violence' sake, right? Um, But technically, yeah, I agree with you. It looked it looked great. You know, the music was awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, the movie is nerve wracking. Uh, the first yeah, time you see first it, first time you see it, it's very suspicious. I remember, look, and and it's it's interesting because I remember watching this movie in two thousand five versus today. And in two thousand five, I was kind of enthralled by the first like eighty minutes yeah. or Agreed. so. Same. Like it was just like completely on the edge of my seat until mm-hmm. the big twist. And and today I was just and back then I was like, well, I don't get the twist, but uh, it's still a good movie. And today I'm like, fuck this movie, like a little bit, like a little bit, uh, while still admiring technically what's good about it. Um, Nay, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I just wish it would have stayed as a home invasion. Film. It didn't need the rest. Yeah, I agree. Because that part was awful. Like that was, I mean, as in terrifying. Yes, that was really really scary. It's. Are you talking about the reggae masturbation scene? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't understand why someone puts in music to masturbate. That's not what I put on. Especially in earbuds when, like, you you don't have any warning of someone coming. Yeah. Yeah, Don't you need to monitor how loud you're being? Right. I mean, that's what Uh, I have to do. As long as you got good reggae, though. Who cares? (laughs) Especially, you know, especially Marie. You know, she makes a lot of weird noises. Yeah, she's kind of. Yeah, she's like a bachelorette contest, like a bachelor contestant, just going. "Mm." I I (sighs) really don't understand the choice to be like everyone should have a non-regional American dialect, except you, Marie. You know what? I wish I would have looked now and now because I'm wondering: was it the same actress doing her own English dubbing? Maybe entirely possible. 
Um, still a weird choice. I still think it's <laughs> weird that her last name is France. Like, <laughs> de France? Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, like, granted, I'm probably butchering her name, but it's like, nay America. I'd hate that. <laughs> yeah, I really hate that name. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, Brennan. Producer Brennan, everybody. I do have a clip of the song she jerks off to. <gasps> Let's listen to it. Oh, okay. Okay, everyone. Yeah. She, this is what we call in the curve of Paul the masturbation brain. <laughs> and for future reference, it's jilling off. Oh, thank you, yeah. Michael. She's jilling off. She's jilling She's off. kind of a jerk, though. She murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> she, <laughs> True. She really did. All right, you ready, though? All right, yeah. let's listen to her jill off. Okay. Just going to get my, take my pants off. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Clit hard. I am <laughs> so <laughs> throbbing. Throbbing right now. My nips. Good cut glass, honey. Oh, my God. Um, you know... <laughs> Nay, as a queer it's woman, as, as a queer <laughs> just woman under at this, the, just at this table, you know, yeah. when did you go on your first murder spree? <laughs> was it like early? Were you like a late bloomer? Like how many people were it? I'm always a late bloomer. <laughs> so it's starting a few seconds from now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could have just seen the look she gave when she said that. I'm so glad you couldn't. <laughs> I'm just really um, happy I fall in the queer circle where I just cause hurricanes. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, you know, causing natural disasters yeah. is definitely something to be proud of. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I killed a lot of people uh, <laughs> during my coming out process. So, you know, it's okay, Nate. It's, it's, never, it's never too late. Can I give one positive aspect to that song? Sure. If, if, disagree with me if you want. Yeah. It's another moment in the movie and we're kind of a little all over the place I feel like right now but most people have seen it so they know what we're talking about blah blah mm-hmm. blah but it's like so in your face that song what it's saying mm-hmm. like it's part of the twist yep. you know what I mean like you are and it's in a way it's the positive aspect to it is she is just another girl yep. it's trying to say that lesbians queer folk are just like any other person well yeah i mean the, um, the movie is absolutely sort of like inching its way yeah. into the closet like little in little ways like yeah. for example you know during the home invasion when it begins the very first murder weapon used in the film is a credenza which is kind of gay in and That's of itself okay. yeah. yeah you know so i i mean you know so there's that at one point uh, marie literally hides in a closet right <laughs> to prevent yeah. uh f- to prevent uh, confronting herself right so to speak speak um you know yeah i just wish maybe you know they would have printed the script out and said hey glad you want to take a look at this really quick oh good lord <laughs> i mean that's the thing about this movie right it's like the, the only thing to discuss in this movie is essentially the twist i mean that's what the movie is uh, uh, yeah. to anybody that's seen it at this point i mean we've mm-hmm. dis- we've all said that be the first time we saw it we were enthralled for 80 minutes yeah, yeah. and I actually think the twist completely does a disservice to the movie. Like you mm-hmm. said, it could have been cool as an, a home invasion movie. Or it could have been cool as just a chase movie with yeah. her winning at the end. Yeah. That would have been the balls move. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like the idea. <laughs> <laughs> the balls move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I say balls something. Every time I'm in front of you guys, mm-hmm. I realized that just now. Mm-hmm. Glad I can do that for you. Yeah, bring it Thank out. You. In you. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Thank yeah. you. Uh, you know, I mean, some. I mean, I think most people like sort of come away from high tension viewing the killer lesbian twist as sort of homophobic. But I also read some sort of dissenting opinions online where they sort of considered the movie a conversation on the toxicity of the closet, which to which I'm sort of like. Maybe, but I mean, no. anytime I read, I was re- doing some research on this too, and I did read some, like that it's a positive story, I guess, like a beautiful positive coming, it's a beautiful coming out story. But like, I'm like, but and it, Nay, I think you had mentioned this before in something we were discussing that when it's the only representation in your representation is a fucking serial killer. Yep. Yeah. There's no, to me, there's no way to find any positivity in that. If there's other characters that are represented in the queer space in the movie, it's then it's kind of, to me, it's like you're, then you're just showing that all groups of people can be all different things. 
But when it's the only portrayal, that to me, it's like I can't find a positive in that. Uh, I just can't. I, I mean, especially when sort of <laughs> if the movie is trying to be a comment on the closet, it seems like, well, the only people truly suffering in the movie are straight people. <laughs> uh, she destroys a nuclear family. Yeah. If you like look at it that way. No, she's it's like. Yeah, she's a traditional nuclear. No, she's an evangelical's wet dream, basically. <laughs> mm, in yeah, sense. Yeah, because you know. Yeah, Joel Olstein is. Joel. His smile grows bigger when he watches that movie. Oh, that guy. <laughs> I do like thinking about you know whatever kind of toxic presence we have in our life, mm-hmm. uh, whether like whatever closet that we have or whatever right. like skeleton is in the closet i like thinking about it manifesting as a homicidal weird old man who is creepy and disgusting and murderous with a truck yeah and the magic truck. head in his lap yeah okay so at the very beginning i did not realize this uh, the first time i saw the film but the you know that's what's sort of frustrating about this movie right is because what it does well it does quite beautifully and then when it shits the bed it's like all over the bed but like <laughs> but, but like at the very beginning when they do finally cut to Philip now in the um in the truck and uh and you know he's getting a blowjob and you're like who is this dirty disgusting man in this dirty disgusting truck receiving oral sex oh my god that's a severed head right. plop on the ground yeah that's actually the actress Mywen's head or Alex's head. Oh, it is. Yes. I was wondering that. Okay. And that moment comes on the heels of uh, Alex telling Marie, like, you know, yeah, I, you know, that this guy that I hooked up with was hot and he was great. And you know, like Marie is immediately like calling her a whore, which right. is like, wow, okay, like yeah. slow your roll, Marie. Like, like chill, you're chill. a really good friend. Yeah, Marie is like, she's real chill. Uh, and, and so, you know, so the, the movie, I guess, is kind of pointing to the um the inner space of you know sort of Marie's consciousness however how is it that Alex ends up in that fucking truck <laughs> where does it come from right is that like her first like quote unquote like homicidal fantasy in that uh, moment because yeah. Alex says something that makes her feel rejected so yeah. then she m- imagines her head being a big <laughs> disgusting man and having a dick right like there's so much to say mm-hmm. i mean sometimes in my dreams mm-hmm. i have dreams where i have a dick okay it's really fun <laughs> so it's like i love it actually when i wake up i'm like hell yeah what's like, the I location the is there a location to, a big of the truck. dick oh, well well <laughs> i'm like it's, it's, i mean i mean it's okay right that's home. a follow-up question i'm just talking about like physically like where are you in the oh. dream everywhere oh. Different places. Yeah. It oh. could be. I could be sitting here at mm. a table with y'all. I hope so. Dick. Yeah. Oh, it's really cool. But I, you know, that's of course not everyone's dream. I never remember my dreams. Maybe I wonder if I ever. I don't about m- having, remember dreams a lot either. Having a vagina. I think it's really fun for when I have dreams about yeah. having a penis. One time I told my mom about having it. I was like younger, and I was like, "Mom, I just had this dream where I had like a huge penis." Like, and she was like, "Ugh." How did you get so secular? She was like shaming me. Damn. And so I thought, I know, right? <laughs> and so I was like, oh no, like I'm this bad kid because I had this dream, like as if you can control your dreams, you know? And now right. I'm like, so when I have a dick dream now, I'm like, hell yeah, swing, swing. You like text your mom an eggplant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Morning, exactly. Ma. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the dream again. I had a dream that I had a dick once. It was great. Um, um, what happens though in the dream? Are you um, just kind of like, hey, look at this? I oh. am usually like, holy shit, wow, this is so cool. You're like admiring it, definitely. Okay, I'm like just staring at it. Jack- usually end up jacking off. Oh, um, in the dream? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, high yeah. tension, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to play the song again? Episode one. <laughs> Attack of the Queer Wolf episode one. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we're already like we're already really digging into the nicks and crannies. So should we spend a moment maybe talking about what we found to be positive, good <laughs> moments from the movie? <laughs> I have sure. a few that I would like to discuss if you guys would like to discuss. By all them. means, you guys. Um I commend the movie for being very daring in who it dispatches. It dispatches a child <laughs> very early on. Not a lot of movies kill kids. Mia, if you're out there, I know you love kids being killed, so that's for you. Um, the dog. The dog. Yeah. I know. And the the. If you notice, the parents' deaths are very hyper violent mm-hmm. and 
I think everyone else's are off screen for the most part, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess the gas station attendant gets an axe in the chest. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, you know. So yeah, daring. So I know. I love that the, your compliment for the movie was like they killed a kid. Well, and I also <laughs> like. like, hey, like I'm all for kid wow. murder in movies. Give it to me. But and the other thing I wanted to say is I think I touched on this a little bit earlier is that. The twist is a present from the beginning of the movie, and I think that's pretty daring to do. I mean, her first line of dialogue is about how she had a dream where she was chasing herself. Yes. And, you know, the dream is present there. Um, Alex crying whenever Marie is helping her in the house. That's a clear indication mm-hmm. that she's actually like, get the fuck away from me. Yep. Um, the, sh- the song she jills off to. Just you another know, girl. Just another girl. Like, it's, it's pretty cool how it's all present. The credenza. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> So, <laughs> killing kids. I apologize. It's there, right in front of you. Yep. Okay, you guys go. Wait, do you want a clip of the dream sequence, like of her talking about her dream? I mean, I could just do the voice. She's like, "I had a dream." Oh, <laughs> do it. Hit me with it. I had this strangest dream. <laughs> I had this strangest dream. I dreamt, and it was I was chasing myself. <laughs> Cigarette. Okay. And so what? She wakes up by saying cigarette. Cigarette. And then like she proceeds and she's like, did you have fun at the party? Yes, I met a nice guy. And she's like, yeah, she's like, set up. (laughs) Like, okay. Yes, because slut shaming Mm -hmm. does bring death. Yeah. You know? Listen, everyone, everyone suffers when you Mm -hmm. slut shame. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't Don't tolerate it. it. Absolutely. There you go. Well, it's so interesting. Why slut shame the one you're pining after? Because she's jealous. Because she's jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I I make you feel like a hoe right now. You're going to not do that again and love me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See? Marie. You know, the only positive part I – or what what the twist did for me is that it finally helped me make sense of why she doesn't leave. Like why Marie doesn't – like why are you still in the house right now? Mm -hmm. Why are you – why are you staying here? Why are you – like why are you not just like – you're an – I'm assuming like you're this able-bodied young person, like just fucking run. Yeah, just, it's like, like she's go. trapping herself yeah. at times. Yeah, I'm like you trying to move this heavy ass piece of furniture to plug in a phone. Like this is all really strange to me. Why yeah. you're not just like darting? Yeah, that's interesting. That's and a I'm good... like, oh yeah, you're staying because it's you. <laughs> you have to kill people. <laughs> like that's why you're staying here. <sighs> I mean, look, I, I guess the filmmakers are trying to say that the closet is bad blah 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 but at the end of the day i was just like i I don't know like if you want to inspire people to you know sort of acknowledge that the closet is toxic and bad i mean just make a movie about a lesbian who's a badass who like saves the girl she has a crush on and like Like, wins the day so that queer people or anybody can watch it and be like wow look how heroic queer people can be instead of like I don't know. It just felt like, and I don't think this is intentional, but like it just felt like so two straight guys, you know, just being like, "It's the the twisties that she is. Uh, she is, she hits herself so much." Lesbians do. Yes, right? exactly. Well, I like that the closet. The closet saves her life in that scene. I like that, and the closet saves a lot of people's lives. Like, you know what? You know, that's a really like, smart way to look at that particular scene, actually. Yeah. Like, she can see someone else outside the closet getting killed. Yeah. She's in the closet. The blood is, like, splattering. Mm-hmm. Almost, but it like can't, it's, it's not quite secure. Her. It's secure. And yeah. I think that, you know, the closet in, in many ways, of course, is toxic and it's horrible. And I wish no one ever had to be in one. Right. Um, but I remember also but, it being a security yeah, blanket yeah, when I was you, younger. Sometimes you yeah. need the closet. Your invisibility yeah. It, like, cloak. literally is life or death. There – I often wonder – I've seen this movie now probably a dozen times in my life and – Every time I'm starting to wonder if Alexander Aja, is that how you mm-hmm. pronounce his last name? In Greg Lee, Gregory – Brennan, do you know how to say his last Levesa? name? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, had the twist first mm. and then worked backwards. Because mm. it reads to me like the twist was an idea that they had and how do we get to this twist? Oh. Because like Nay has said I think twice – the first 80 minutes are really great. And then like 80 or first 70, <laughs> the whole movie, the, whole 80, the 72 minutes, but you know what I mean? And then like the yeah. twist is like, it's almost like the twist was like, you know, square peg in a round hole. Yeah. And they had the peg first and then they built the hole and they're like, well, we're going to get it in there now anyway. You know, it's like, I, I wonder if that, it'd be interesting to ask them. Do you guys want to come on? Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> 
how that twist came about. Because to me, it reads as like it was already there. Yeah. And that they were working to it. I mean. And they were like, let's write a lesbian. It's hot, right? <laughs> you know, look, and, and Nay, I, I really appreciate your read of how the closet is used in that scene when the mom is being brutalized. I mean, this is just a horrifying scene. It's, it's actually quite difficult to watch sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's because mm-hmm. the movie does not pull its punches in terms of. Oh, my God, our throat being slashed? Oh, like, breathe. Awful. Oh, yeah. my God. It's, awful. That's awful. actually a really cool moment, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> really cool. brilliant practical effects. Amazing. Yeah. And so I. I actually really, it did not even occur to me. I really appreciate that read of the closet as like, it's like that invisibility cloak for like that second, Mm -hmm. even though she's the one who's performing (laughs) the murders herself. But, you know, like we're not going to quibble. But I, I think what leaves such a bad taste in my mouth about this movie overall is that looking back on sort of the way, uh, I guess evangelicals have sort of demonized gay people or queer people or the entire community, honestly, uh, for so long, especially in like the early nineties. Did anybody ever see this like document documentary wink, wink, uh, that they made called the gay agenda? No. And I mean, it's like, it's just, you know, sort of this horrifying, horrifying pack of lies about like the ways that essentially gay people, are just trying to tear at the fabric of society. Right, you know, in every way. Right, right. it's yeah. like we are ruinous in every way, shape, ruin or families, form. Ruin families, ruin schools, exactly. ruin kids, ruin everything. And to a certain degree, like, I just, I just, I, watching High Tension today, after, you know, after what we've all been sort of witnessing, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Right. I just, I was watching this movie and just going, like, sure, I'm sure that the filmmakers have their hearts in a better place Absolutely. than that. Yeah, I, however, I however, the the finished product of High Tension, and, you know, not to be, like, kind of a, a wet blanket for anybody who appreciates what High Tension accomplishes on a technical level, but to me, I was just like, there's no difference, honestly, in some bizarre way from those, like, shitty nasty meretricious documentaries massive air quotes around the word documentary uh, <laughs> and sort of the outcome of of high tension which is like by even by the end you know it's like look she's free she's free to be a lesbian she like reaches out like some and then crazy she's in person an insane asylum, and she's in an insane asylum the, she's still like the jump scare at the end like she's like I'm still a crazy lesbian well she ends you. up in the one place like, that they want to put us Yep. If you think about it, like a lot of the super right want to put us in conversion therapy or in, yeah. they think we're mentally ill. Yeah, I don't know. So it's so. like, you know, I think I've said to you guys before in the past too, it's in some ways I find it unfair to look at older films in a 2018 lens. I know, I know. You're absolutely right. But I'm not going to – it doesn't – I like it. it, it <laughs> I mean like you got to though. Like yeah. it's unavoidable and like – We've discussed in the past, too, something you may like as a 10-year-old feels different as a 30-year-old. Right, but even in 2003, this 2003, like, me was in the closet. Right. Was discovering horror. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I had already discovered it, but I was watching it, and I was appreciating mostly scares, right. um, structure, that kind of thing more than mm-hmm. anything. And today, when I watch movies like this, I, I see meaning, I see deepness, sure. or lack thereof. Right. So... It's not unfair at the end of the day, really, because hmm. you're still – I'm still looking at a movie technically. I'm just – I think a little bit smarter, a little bit more mature, and a little bit more in touch with who I am. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the movie's different to me, mm-hmm. and I find the problems in that. Mm-hmm. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine – <laughs> I just imagined it in my head. Can you imagine, you know, you read this like – portion of the Bible and you're like, well, I really can't look at it through this 2018 lens. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm trashing it. I'm going to cut this sweetie. baby in half because yeah. two of us want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, I get it. You know, I, I, the, the one thing that, and, and again, this goes back to like, there's no context for Marie within the world or for like yeah. why she is the way she is or what it is about her environment that's created such, uh, I mean, such like the worst case of internalized homophobia on right. record. Like, <laughs> you know, but I just, I was watching this going like, why is Marie like this? I was like, was the L word like not on cable in France? Like for her, like, but she just didn't was, have was like, it out then? when did the L word come out? It was out, right? It was, it was little, out. It was, was out. It like of course, at the same folk time, was huh? at least right. Yeah, yes. quite Exactly. 
The thing I don't understand is why does her internalized homophobia mean she's a 60-year-old old old man who wants to get blowjobs with severed heads? That is a hell of an avatar. I can't can't figure that out. Like, me being in the closet doesn't – being in the closet doesn't turn you into something you're not. Like, I don't know. I just find it really interesting that in her head, being in the closet, that's what she manifests herself as. Is like, yeah. yeah. I remember watching the preview or the trailer, rather, like way back in the day, yeah. and I remember being like, "Hell yeah!" Uh-huh. There's this bad bitch. She's wrapping barbed wire right. yeah. around a bat. Yeah, you know. And then, and that's another so thing that's so disappointing about it yeah. is because I actually had a note here that like for those first eighty minutes, you have a super resourceful heroine yeah. who's. Really kicking ass, yeah. hardcore. She like height. Yeah, but you know, I mean, she's like you trying to move. Furniture she's running barefoot and shit. You know, like she's <laughs> and she's like chasing after her friend. She's trying to get her friend back, and she's yeah. and it's just like all tossed out the window. And, and well, not only is it tossed out the window, it's also she opens up the truck, which a. Where the fuck did that truck? Where come has from? a truck been Where the entire the truck? And then B, yeah. but then it's hilarious because like <laughs> the then weapons. She's like, Alex, it's okay. He's dead. You can be. We can be free now. It's okay. <laughs> and it's just like, like what? she forgot she gave her a knife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I kept being like, stab her. <laughs> just stab her. Sorry, that was loud. That yeah, was loud. Mm-hmm. High tension really brings out our emotions, you guys. Um, oh my god. Well, if I were to describe my most frequent emotion, it would be high tension. Ooh. Just the statement. <laughs> I love high it. high intense. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Looking back on the movie, did, did, did you guys... <laughs> <laughs> Looking... Uh, having... I mean, all of us have seen it a number of times at this point. But... Uh, were you guys able to, like... I mean, I was... <laughs> Michael! <laughs> I couldn't help but sigh or groan or whatever. <laughs> I was – was anybody able to look at the movie from a technical standpoint going like, okay, they sold the twists or like they, they laid the trail of breadcrumbs, et cetera, et cetera. I, no. I personally – they lost me at the truck. Like yeah. I, I know I just keep talking about the truck, but I'm just like, I, come on. Like <clears> what? I, 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 yeah, the truck, the chasing herself with two cars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like chasing herself with two cars. Watching yourself from in the closet, be out of the closet. Right. Like, Being in the gas station and outside yeah. it at the same time. Like, I get there's supposed to be some sort of symbolism there, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Had they ended the movie with, like, one big old, like, inception, like, and she's just in. Like, in a straitjacket. She's still masturbating jacket. to that song. <laughs> to reggae. Yeah. Yeah. All gay people she masturbate masturbated to herself, too psychological serial killing. <laughs> I, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say to, to mental health. <laughs> she like literally fit, which, I wish you know, they would have taken that turn. I that mean, would have been. It yeah. helps. It does. It's good for your health. Hell yeah. I mean, she didn't get to, to uh, achieve orgasm, did she? Yeah, she prevented herself from achieving it because then she invaded the house from outside the house. Remember? That's what happens when, <laughs> yeah. She was like, I'm so into edging that I'm literally... <laughs> Going to go downstairs and kill the dog first. They like inadvertently had so many like anti statements like don't masturbate or you'll turn into a serial killer. Don't be a lesbian or you'll turn into a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, you know, I, like, I yeah, uh, and again again I'm sure the filmmakers are like, you know, poor Marie. We just you know, when when poor Marie, she's such a tragic figure and mostly I'm just like no, not really. <laughs> she doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. And then because they play up, she's like the jealous woman mm-hmm. and then the jealous woman who's pining after a woman. Yep. And then the jealous woman who's pining after a woman who's also violent. Yeah. It's like a freaking Russian nesting doll of <laughs> poop. Like, it's just like, what else could they make? And like you said, I don't think they did it on purpose. I really don't. There's, to me, there's no, there doesn't seem like to be malicious intent there, but. But it, but it just, it just ends up feeling careless. It does. I don't know. It's like not since Windows, you know, since 1980s Windows have, (laughs) I think, lesbians been so poorly portrayed on screen. (laughs) Like. I mean, wow. <laughs> I yeah. Just came away just sort of like my head spun uh, from watching it this past time. 
And like, I, lesbians don't wish they had dicks so they could stand and pee. Like, there were so many aspects to the movie where, like, wait, did I go to the bathroom during this part? Wait, what is that? Wait. So she hides in the bathroom, and the guy, the first thing he does is he oh, takes a piss. Yeah, like, he, they have him do like every man identifying thing mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, from like a very binary, very yes. like cisgendered, and it's like the yeah. she. It's almost like they're saying she wishes she was a man so she could be with this woman. It's like when I was a little kid and I remember my mom used to watch Donahue a lot. And I remember like a lady being on once and talking about penis envy. (laughs) And I remember thinking, that can't be a thing. (laughs) Well, I have definitely like had gay man friends who at one point in our friendship, towards the end of the friendship, have been like, so you want a dick, right? So I think that's like an idea that some folks have is that lesbians want dicks. I think I, what I would hope is that people would realize that that's fine. If, if someone did not have a dick and wanted it. Yep. Of course. I also wish they would think about how some lesbians do have dicks because yeah, they are trans point. women. Also yeah. true. Um, and that also a lot of people with vaginas can pee standing up. Yeah. I certainly can. I always have been able to. It's wow. one of my, like, that's how, kind of how I knew that I was a little gay because I was like seven and I was standing in a circle of like all these kids <laughs> at the pool and the toilet was nasty at this pool and I was like, I'm not Why going anywhere near that. You know? Are you an X-Man? That's <laughs> I amazing. I am a mutant. <laughs> That's <for> sure. amazing. <laughs> you know, it's actually not as amazing as you think. Really? Wow. I, the ability to pee standing up but okay. I was just like, hell yeah, I can pee standing up. That's useful. Up. Of, that's it is useful. Very useful. It's one of it the most is. useful things. I, you know, exactly. When you're camping for <laughs> one. Degrees, <laughs> peeing standing up useful boom yeah but yeah it, it, the, the binary aspect you just said is like yeah exactly i think how they look the filmmakers <laughs> yeah. look the nuance that nay just brought to yeah. this entire <laughs> subject it's not brought to them it's not so much present in high tension <laughs> <laughs> no oh boy mm. oh my god so Mm-mm-mm. i mean <laughs> what do we what do we what do we does anybody have any any parting thoughts about about the film that they would like to uh Well, we didn't discuss if you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but every time she sees a spark of a possibility with Alex, Mm -hmm. she reverts to her true identity. She becomes Marie in the sense that that's when she shows herself to her at the end. I don't know if you noticed the back and forth and it's when there's any, she sees any hope Mm. for lack of a better word of Marie possibly returning those feelings Mm -hmm. and as soon as those that rejection is thrown at her again she immediately reverts back so it's like Mm -hmm. not only do they keep her in the closet for like the first part of the movie and then like then she's going back and forth she's like oh there's hope then it's worth being out of the closet right you know and then it's like oh that hope's dashed i better go back in Mm. which i found super interesting watching it right now (laughs) or watching it recently Hmm. Um, is the amount of time she goes back and forth from Marie to the man. The man. And uh, I don't know. Did you guys notice that when you were watching? I Mm -hmm. noticed that this last time, and I thought it was really interesting. I was like, just let her be her true identity. And then when they do, they put her in a freaking insane asylum. Well, I mean, that that part I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it was super interesting. Marie earned that bed. Yeah, she sure (laughs) did. In the war. Yeah, she... <laughs> she, yeah, she earned that. Yeah, yeah. But. I can remember <laughs> when I first watched this. Despite all of the things, Marie being you know whatever per- multiple personalities or whatever's going on for her, slut shamey, annoying, right. all the things. I was still like, she's hot because I just saw this like queer person in a tank top. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, you know, down. I'm in. No, she's she's a hot number. She's very she's Brennan. I just wanted to ask, does Marie think she could get with Alex if she was a dirty trucker man? Is that Alex's ultimate fantasy? Like, has she confided with her before? Well, where, where it be- mm, feels, what I always Pretty get cool. from the, <laughs> yeah, exactly, just a conversation about truckers. <laughs> from the, the kind of possession aspect of, like, the way the killer is not killing Alex, but rather transporting her somewhere, is that, is that she, obviously... Marie considers her own lesbian desire as somehow violent or possessive or like there's no kind of it, it, it's it's all all encompassing all consuming and there's nothing about it that's soft gentle and well, it's just thing, beastly the her. thing I thought was interesting about that too is like she says if 
What does she What does she keep whispering at the end of the movie? I can't remember. Oh. I won't let anyone come between us. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Is that Mark? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's me. But the thing that's interesting is Hi, like I'm Cecile DeFrance. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Alexander Aja. Um, I thought it was interesting that that was represented by a family mm. and not <clears throat> lovers yep. or boyfriends. Interesting. Or part, partners of any kind. Like yeah. the family's in the way. Yeah, once again, fundamentalist wet dreams. Yeah, and like <laughs> the family gets killed and of course the family is like honky dory yeah. super sweet if only our daughter hadn't brought home this evil lesbian she'd be alive today <laughs> we, even the dog she killed <laughs> a lesbian that's right <laughs> but i thought it was super i've never like, seen an, uh, a lesbian harm an animal that's f- f- like for one that's <laughs> like the, the 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 science fiction world at high tension <laughs> occupies Hello. thank you very much Hello. sci-fi high tension seriously but yeah i just thought it was super interesting that like i'm like how is this family getting in the way of you like I don't know. choices i just <laughs> uh and okay so <laughs> i would like to see though uh, a sort of like a, a b-roll a version of high tension where it's just Marie in a forest, like stabbing herself, I guess, <laughs> like literally just <laughs> like letting it up here. Yeah. Just, just straight up. Tony letting it in the middle yes. of a forest with a stick with barbed wire. I know. I want to see her. herself in the face. Yes. That barbed wire stick mm. bat, whatever it is. Mm. Yep. I need, I wanted more from it. I know. Yeah. And that's the thing, that's what's so frustrating mm-hmm. about this movie, right? Because when it has moments of badassery, you're like, oh my God, you know, yeah. if only it didn't have this thing at the end. Yeah. It all, would the be, good, all the good choices are run over by her. Are we, <laughs> am, am, I, am I correct in asserting that if this film did not have this shitty plot twist at the end and it was just a, a straight up, straight up, mm-hmm. balls to the wall, like slasher chase movie where this heroic queer woman saves her crush from this lunatic and they live to see another day. And, you know, do they end up together? Do they not end up together? Whatever. Would we be talking about this as a classic right now? That's a really good question. Mm. I think we might be. Yeah, maybe. Maybe? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to answer because it's such a dream come true. Kind of. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, because it would be one of those instances to me where it was like it, it's uh, kind of how I always describe the conjuring. It's not treading new ground, but it does everything that it does well, like yeah. super well. Mm-hmm. And then with this, you'd have that whole aspect with the home invasion and the road chase and everything kind of being like, they're not covering new ground here, but then the new ground would be like surprise. The final girl's a lesbian. Yeah. Like that yeah. would be the new ground. It would be like the window shattered new ground covered, yeah. you know, like immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. My ideal <laughs> version of this movie would be Barbed Wire. <laughs> it actually it might not even get to that because you know in the beginning when they're riding to um the parents' home, mm-hmm. she gets, she's in the cornfield, the car pulls away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have killed my crush right then. Don't you pull don't play games with me. <laughs> don't. In the cornfield. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, sort of like get in the car, drive yeah. away, get in the car, drive Fuck away. That. That's where this movie ends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a seven-minute short. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nays high tension. Crush over. Nays okay. medium tension. Credits. <laughs> Credits. I mean, if only, if only Cecile had masturbated. Marie. I'm calling Cecile. Um, well, that's her real name, right? Well, sure. Yeah. But, you know, if only Marie had just allowed herself. To finish. To finish. Yeah. We, you know. It's interesting that they, they, you know, they, they would have hung out. They would have been eating organic eggs from yeah. like the hen house in the backyard, and you know, the it invasion frittatas. happens mid mid jilling. Literally, literally, yeah, yeah. I want to know what that means. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? It means that I'm thinking about my friend showering. And I need to bad. kill, and I I should probably kill everyone. Yeah, and like the male gaze, but from a lesbian character, yeah. like mm. it's hmm. I really like Piranha 3D, though. <laughs> you know what? Piranha 3D is fun movie. Exactly what it promises, mm-hmm. and that is a good movie. The Hills mm-hmm. Have Eyes remake, uh, one of the best remakes of that yes. that True. whole era. Yep. They did not kill the baby 
in that remake. It's okay. Boo. <laughs> we hate movies where that babies movie live. That movie was actually no. really rough to watch. It is rough. It's like soup, like in a good way. Like, Aja I mean is a that good as a director. He's a really good yeah. director. Yeah, look technically, like just yeah. like faultless. But. High Tension had some really well done <clears throat> set pieces from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. You know, even as you're watching it now and you're like, holy shit, like – Grown up me is really shaking my head while watching this movie. I am. It was easy to keep watching in the sense that technically it was like really, really good. Right. It looked amazing. Like I said. Yeah. So, and the performances were good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Alex. Yeah. Alex will never be okay. No. Oh my God. No. Director's name is Alex. Girl's name is Alex. Something there. Mm-hmm. Mr. Something, a- Mr. <laughs> Mr. Aja, do you have something to share? I don't. You want to get? We I do not. We have Mr. Aja here with us. <laughs> He's like, He's uh, no, I, it, everything is okay. I just I hate gay people. <laughs> Allegedly, no. Allegedly, I'm sure he does not. I'm sure he. Does. Yes, I do. It's okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, I, this is why I make attention, uh, attention, <laughs> as we call it in my in my home country. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't do accents. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, well, what would we say about high tension? Where uh, would we? Is it uh, John Wayne or Jim J. Bullock? Where? <laughs> where on the? Uh, where Does on it the get s- a pride float? Yeah. Where? I mean, do you recommend? Uh, to me, it's like a giant qualified. Yes. Oh yeah, I <laughs> like, recommend. Wait, it gets yeah. a pl- uh, a pride float? No, or it gets a recommendation. Yeah, that would oh. be a Q float. I mean, just imagine. her. What would the bride float for? High just like her holding like? that barbed wire thing and waving this like credenza that keeps moving across <laughs> back and forth with a banister. Yep, a little, and yeah. then and then like the 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 blowjob head. Yeah, like yes. just, just like throw, being thrown and then a out. A bunch of yeah. queer men in cowboy outfits. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the concrete saw somebody. Like Where the a, fuck was that? The concrete song? Yeah. yeah. Why, I don't know where she's at in her overnight. Why do you turn it on before you go? <laughs> like, before you on. even get. That's what I always wonder. People were always running with these chainsaws and mm-hmm. these like saws with them on. Yeah. I would probably wait till I got closer, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. The and the other thing, too, is also like, go to Home Depot, pick up a concrete saw, and try to run down an aisle. It's not going to happen. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, and as Marie is like gutting that car. Yep. Why does Alex climb out the back window instead of just opening the door she's leaning against and walk out? She, like, mangles her leg in the process. Then she can't run. I just, I don't know. She's like, girl, you are leaning against a door. I know. Everybody's making really bad choices and pay attention. (laughs) It's just just a series of bad choices. Maybe she doesn't know how to work handles. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Again. that concrete saw, where did it come from? it was in her ditty bag. It was next to her toothbrush and on the other side of her toothpaste. <laughs> surely, surely Alex really would have noticed it compound. on the drive to the country. Be like, what's that for? Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> well, I plan to masturbate later. And you never know. Cigarettes. Uh, Cigarettes. Concrete saw. Shut up. That saw is yes. so fucking big. <laughs> Why do you have a saw-shaped suitcase? What? What saw? I don't see a saw. I'm going to work the mines after this. Exactly. Wow. Uh, okay, so I give a qualified yes. I give a qualified yes to the recommendation. Like so, I do you too. Know, yeah, me if, too. If you're a young queer person trying to cope with, you know, sort of like, you know, come into your own identity, perhaps you would take it with a giant bag of rock salt. Yeah, um, I mean, and some people may find a positive aspect to it that I just don't see. Yeah. And no one's right or wrong. But right? what high tension does well, it does beautifully. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's got a cool haircut. She does have a cool haircut. Yeah. Yeah. She has a very Joan of Arc-y kind of mm-hmm. kicky, kicky kind of look. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a fun gal. So now I want to figure out the pride float for high tension next yeah. summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better like I than mean, ever. I think we did, didn't we? Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm still thinking about it. Nay, didn't you hear Nay talking about the credenza going back? Oh yeah, and that's forth. right. That's really genius. Back and forth. Well, that's like one of the most striking parts of the movie to me. Truly, like the person I was watching it with the most recently was like, "We have to rewind that and watch it again." <laughs> it's a. 
I hate to use the word cool there because it's like such a creepy moment, but it's, it's cool. fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. And like that head, the way that head comes off, the practical yeah. effects in that movie are pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty badass. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank well, you. I guess we all agree. <laughs> Three queer people agree <laughs> <laughs> that high tension is uh, is. Or qualified. Problematic Pro- fun? Problematic. <laughs> we all love a problematic fave. I know. You know? We do. Brennan? So do we all? <laughs> <laughs> Brennan's like, you're all wrong. I just watched this. Oh, I'm Brennan, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. We did. Hi. Okay, we did. Yeah. Do, um, Brennan producer. I'm producing this podcast. I'm bringing these queens of the damned into your ears right now. Ooh. Thank you, um, Brennan. You're welcome. Um, but anyway, I actually watched High Attention for the first time oh. preparing to pull clips for the show, which oh, is why no I've been shit. very excited about playing these clips. <laughs> Do we have any more um, that we need to play? Uh, <laughs> let's see. I have that Italian song that they're singing to in the car. Oh, yeah. What is that song? It's great. Like, I know. But, it's solid gold is what I, it is. But I just love the idea that they're like, oh, this is our jam. I'm just like, what? What? Where does this take place? Yeah, like, are you guys sheep herders? Like, where are you coming from? Isn't Alex Alex an immigrant? Because she says her parents' French is as bad as hers. She literally sounds like she's from, like, Paramus. Maybe her parents just have bad grammar. She's just like... Or maybe she's first-generation French? Maybe? I I don't know. Anyway, sorry. um, (sighs) I watched it for the first time. I... Still not a fan this time. Hey, um, before or after the twists mm-hmm. necessarily? L- like, like you said, like it is a solid chase picture and so forth. But in terms of like the French extremist genre, I would always put on Inside over this movie. This oh movie didn't leave a big impression other than the credenza kill, which is obviously incredible. Mm-hmm. But everything else is like, I get it. Inside and Martyrs and Frontiers are definitely, I think, like the greatest movies of that what of those is more known in america though is it high tension probably oh high yeah t- yeah absolutely because high tension is the only one that got really got like a release it got like a big push here right like there was like was it playing at festivals or something and Before people were buzzing mo- about it lionsgate put it out yeah lionsgate put it out it got like a fairly middling to wide release in uh, 2005 two years after it initially came out in france right. in 03 and- and but uh, but none of the other uh, movies from this quote unquote movement right. uh, really got this kind of play because yeah, high tension did like the festival circuit right and that's where Lionsgate purchased it correct and Lionsgate was still generally a horror studio at the time yeah they were really only releasing genre films yeah they hadn't they hadn't transitioned into more yeah you know, had so Saw come out yeah mm-hmm. yeah right? like at least the first one yeah mm-hmm. interesting and Hostel no uh, that was oh five yeah so same year same year. Yeah, yeah. Um, did so? What, did you have like a viscerally bad reaction to it, or you were just no? Kind of like, um, I I found it to be a generally mostly satisfying genre entry. Yeah. Where it was like I've seen almost this exact movie before, and actually this movie I believe got sued by a like Dean oh yeah Dean Koontz yeah because yeah. his movie Intensity has a killer in a van and that whole kind of thing, but it it diverges from the book pretty seriously in the second half with the everything else he also got um, really shady once i think in an interview where he was like someone was like why did you not pursue the lawsuit against high tension and he was like well when i finally saw high tension i realized that if i was going to sue them for copyright infringement i was just going to associate myself with this trash movie Ooh, i know wow. i'm paraphrasing i know i'm paraphrasing <laughs> so uh dean Koontz, you know sort of reading high tension for early, early. i stand for Koontz, by the way but hey no, it, I stand for that shade. Hell yeah! I mean, that was pretty great. It was awesome. So. <laughs> um, Library yeah, is open. It just seemed pretty standard. Like I love <clears throat> the French extremist gore approach to things, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I was like, I actually don't consider it a gory movie. I consider it a realistic portrayal of like bloodshed and stuff. Like it's not over the top, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gory a, in the sense that, like, you're seeing throats cut open and you're seeing heads beaten people, with a credenza. And but, they're willing to, like, just show it. Yeah. <laughs> people tend to, to have it, the appropriate amount of blood in their bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. It's not, uh, like, Monty Python levels of geyser. <laughs> geyser yeah. I always love that in a movie when we, we went and saw um, – what did we see recently? Friday the 13th Part 6. Oh, Jesus. Classic. Mark and I went to uh, a midnight showing of it recently Matthew. with Josh. Oh, really? And um, – <gasps> Okay. You were out of town. And, um, <laughs> that my favorite moment in that movie is when Lizbeth's sister, because I, I can't remember her name, but she, the way she says Lizbeth, there's a character named Lizbeth. <laughs> entire movie. 
But when she gets killed, oh yeah, that blood that's thrown against the window, I'm like, what did Jason do to her? <laughs> yeah. And like, why did she have like a funhouse bag of blood in that part of her body? It is, it's so much blood, but I love it every fantastic. second of it. Every moment I love of that, movie. that movie. I got to meet Tom McLaughlin recently, the director. Mm-hmm. Wonderful man. He's just so cool. Did you guys set a date yet? He probably doesn't even know my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I think it it was oh because of our mutual friend Sam. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Sam. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Well, is Thanks. there any, uh, any uh, part? <laughs> well, bye. Uh, <laughs> so does anybody have any parting thoughts on High Tension before we wrap up this installment of Jack of the Grove? Nay. I mean, if one of your friends slut shames you early on, just cut them off. Yeah. Kick them out of the car. Yeah. You want she in the cornfield? Leave her. Yeah. <laughs> the other movie. It's yeah. true. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, your friends are supposed to be your friends. Yeah, yeah. If you're, fr- yeah, they're not. Yeah, literally, to- that's the first sign, right? It's like Alex. The second she calls you a whore for having a and nice like, time with a yeah. guy, yeah. problem. Many times too. Mm-hmm. She does it again later in the kitchen. Yeah, and like in the car, she's like going at her for like two minutes. I'm like, hmm, bestie. Yeah. <laughs> like, hell no. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want someone you're supposed to love make you feel like shit. No. Or that's supposed to love you. That's not love. That's not. And Life it's not lesson. friendship. Life lesson. Life lessons from high tension. Uh, <laughs> okay, so where can everybody find you guys on social media? Oh, God. What is my mm. Twitter handle? Um, at Michael Kenken on Twitter. Mm. And I think on Instagram. Hold on. Hey, guys. It is. I just got these accounts recently. I purged my social media right after the election. <laughs> Um, and I also purged everything after I got sober. <laughs> um, yeah, because personal. <laughs> yeah. Um, if anyone has any problems, feel free to reach out. Aww. Um, we all do. Um, Instagram is Michael Ken Ken one, the number one. And then Twitter is at Michael Ken Ken. Perfect. Nay. Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter as Black Cupcake, and that's B-L-A-K-K, Cupcake. Very nice. What was the name of your art page again? Gaudy Los Angeles mm. on mm-hmm. So good, you guys. Nay had one in the back of her car recently when we were having lunch, and it was so pretty. I wanted it so it bad. It beautiful, but it's going to Boston. Sure is. Is that the one going to Boston? Yep. You can't have it. <laughs> can't sit with us. <laughs> and I'm and you, Mark. I'm Mark, and you can find me on Twitter at, at senior teenager. And Brennan. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at it's raining Brens, but you can find. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, hold your applause. Nicely done. Um, but you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod as well. Please yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. uh, Mark's mm-hmm. been posting. Oh my God, endless stupid, um, stupid shit. Endless videos he has made that get <laughs> muted on Facebook because of copyrighted material. So uh, thank you. Oh, they do. Uh, you know yeah. what though? Facebook's evil. I just, True. Yeah. yeah Queer Wolf Podcast on Facebook. Also. Yeah, Don't want exactly. to put copyrighted material out there, but here's some Nazis. <laughs> I know, seriously. What the fuck? I know, Holocaust denial. Totally fine. <laughs> but we can't let you play that Call Celine Dion song. No. Taylor Swift is responsible for both of those aspects of Facebook. You know what, I can't get her. All right, and uh, last but not least. <laughs> we ain't even going here. Okay. Last but we'll not, talk about her another day. Last but not least, before we sign off, until next time, guys, we just want to say thank you to our cishead overlords at Blumhouse. <laughs> Thank you for giving us this Can we get out of the basement now? Yeah, I know. Please, will you untie us, please? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's all the time we have this week. Join us next week when we dissect another one of your queer favorites. Thank you, guys, and good night. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.